The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services, Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post-acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, its, our, and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services, Inc. or the Ensign Group, Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post-acute healthcare entities. All right, everyone, welcome to another award-winning podcast. Did you guys know this was an award-winning podcast? It's uh, it's 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 the number one Ensign Services produced podcast in the nation. Uh, it's also the only one, but uh, <laughs> but still kind of excited about that. So I'm Clay Christensen, and, and for the last uh, several months, we've... We've had a pretty justifiably intense focus on this COVID pandemic. I mean, it makes sense. I, I've seen people working really hard, so many hours, uh, at the same time dealing with isolation from friends and family. And I, I, I know a lot of listeners out there that I've spent some time with who have lost loved ones and others who have suffered from the sickness themselves. And but in all of that, the you know the the sickness and the quarantines and and the inherent stress that's part of this pandemic, it's led to another concern out there that that some are referring to as as a mental health crisis. Uh, I was reading recently in a in a Harvard Business Review a, a study done by Qualtrics and SAP, and it was conducted in March and April of of 2020. Uh, it said 75% of people say they feel more socially isolated, which makes sense to me. 67% of people are reporting higher stress levels, while 57% are feeling greater anxiety. And then finally, 53% fe- say they feel more emotionally exhausted, like really high numbers of people that just seem like they're at wit's end. And I, I think more than anything, the uncertainty we all face has become overwhelming, especially if we thought, you know, in March or, or February that we were sprinting towards a finish and, and only to have that finish line moved back. And, you know, now you're told instead of a hundred meter dash, you're now in a, in a marathon and that can cause panic and, and frustration. It's, it's scary economically. It's, it's personally scary. It's scary professionally. And, and especially in this profession. So I'm here with Benet Murphy and Benet is French for bunny, right? Is that... <laughs> Is that Close enough. Oh, okay. So Benet Murphy is the head of the benefits department at Ensign Services. And and we wanted to talk to her about things that we can be doing as leaders that can help make an impact in this mental health crisis. So I'd like to start with some of the points that were made by the Harvard Business Review and then finish with kind of some programs that are offered here at Ensign Services that can be more effectively utilized. So Benet, let's start with this article. First thing it says... 
that leaders can do to, to help their teams is to open the door. Help, help me understand what that means to open the door. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Clay. Um, well, it's interesting because as you look at the article, it points out that 40% of employees reported that nobody has engaged with them or asked them how they're doing. Um, that's, and that's weird to me. Like, just to how are you doing? <laughs> but you know what? I've been guilty of it myself. You, yeah, you're busy. You don't too. think about it. Um, but when asked, those individuals, that 40%, 38% of them said that because of that, their mental health has declined. Um, mm. and, and when you look at that, it's, you can't really make it any more simple that as a leader, you just need to ask, how are you doing? How are you? Or maybe just, you know, have that touch point, that, that simple connection with your team and just feel them out and feel how they're doing. Uh, it, it's interesting what that does for somebody just to, just to ask, how are you doing? It's such a, uh, and sometimes we do that as such a thoughtless act, right? Yeah. We just, you know, habitually say, how are you doing? But yeah. but in a time like this, when somebody comes up and says, hey, how are you doing? Uh, it, it can have an impact. And it's often the simplest things we forget to do. Yeah. And I think you have to yeah. be, you have to be right. You have to really realize you need to do the asking. Yeah. Don't leave it to others. Get out there. And like ask. it's not something where you're delegating you and saying, delegate hey, make sure it. you go. Exactly. And, and or you can't assume that someone else is doing it. I think you really, really have to get out there and ask yourself. This almost seems too easy. How are you doing? Yeah. Right. How, OK. Yeah. So how. But again, that with that, when you ask with a genuine uh, desire to yeah. know, I think that matters. OK. So then it says demonstrate supportive listening. Can you can you help define that for us? I think that's a tough one because I do think um, it's sometimes it's it's hard to listen. You're always trying to come up with a solution. Yeah. You're not here to solution. You're just being supportive and you're listening. Yeah. Um, so, you know, don't try and solve the problem. Just listen. Um, <laughs> always ask follow up questions and you can empathize, empathize, um, make them understand that you're just as vulnerable as they are and you're going through as tough a time as they are. And build that connection and that engagement. And I think over time, that's going to improve the trust. And you're going to have more and more of your team coming to you and engaging with you as well. You know, I've been told over time that I'm not a great listener. I'm a good enough listener to have heard that they've told me that I'm I'm not a great listener. But I, I remember, you know, I was, I was, I think, 25 years old. I was running my first facility and, and, and my new DON came into me and, and, she started sharing a problem with me and I immediately was, you know, kind of cutting her off saying, well, we can do this. We can do that. She said, Clay, hang on. <laughs> I need you. To, I need you to understand something. She started explaining the book, uh, the old book, uh, Men Are From Mars, Women right. Are From Venus. And yeah. she said, she said, you know, you're going to want to solve problems. I just need you to hear me. Right. I just need you to listen. And so I so I would sit there. And in fact, when she would come in from then on out, I would say, is this a problem solving conversation or a listening <laughs> conversation? Like, do I just and, and usually I would discover she just needed to be heard. She needed to be listened to. And, uh, you know, my my first step is just becoming aware of my problem. And, and my second step now is to work on being a more active listener. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to solve everyone's problems. Some, yeah. you know, some, they're going to have different problems. Some will just have anxiety. You're going to have employees that just might be single parents and they're struggling with the new normal. Um, and sometimes just listening and kind of engaging with them and you can talk through things and you may not even solve the problem, but just the fact that you talk through it might help them solve it on their own. You know how that helps me is I think one of my hesitancies sometimes to ask people how they're doing is I do feel like I need to solve their problems if they have something wrong. So I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. 
And, and, and this really helps open the gate for me to be able to say, hey, how are you doing? And then just listen and validate. And I'm sorry you're going through right. that. And, and I don't need to come up with some something brilliant that's going to solve their problem. It, right. It might just be a little mini counseling session for them, just someone to talk to. Yeah. And I think that could help a lot. Yeah, that's okay. All right. See, I'm learning, Benet. Thank you. Okay. So then it says, so so number one, make sure you open the door by just asking the question, then demonstrating supportive listening. Number three, it, it tells us to make sure we're consistent. What what is What do they mean by that? Well, I think a lot of times we could have our own anxiety when we're approaching these types of subjects. So we just want to check it off our list. Mm -hmm. um, this isn't something you can really check off your list. You're going to have to be consistent. And I think you're going to have to keep asking those questions and keep engaging and, and keep checking in. Uh, I think from the for the duration of the year and maybe even beyond, we're going to have to continue to really check in with our folks and make sure they're okay. And check in with ourselves to make sure we're okay. We're okay. As leaders, we're going to be under a How do you do that? Like, how do you check in with yourself? Do I, I need to look in the mirror and say, Clay, do. how are you doing today? And I think you have to set the example. I mean, one thing that I've noticed as I look around at our leaders is, to your point, they're, they're working really hard, mm -hmm. running a mile a minute. Yeah. They're not taking time for themselves either. So they're not setting the right example. And they're not engaging and they're not being vulnerable with people. And so their 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 folks aren't going to think they can either. Being vulnerable with people. is that, I mean, are you saying they should be admitting to their teams? Hey, I'm tired, too. Yeah, hey, yeah. this is hard for me, too. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say to the leader that says, well, but I've got to I've got to put on that, you know, give them confidence. I've got to put on that strong front for them. Uh, if I, if I let my guard down and say. Hey, this is hard for me too. Hey, I'm a little bit scared too. Is that good? Is that bad? I think it's good. I think you're still a leader and you're still going to lead, but I think you have to be honest with what you're going through. And a lot of times if you call on your team to help you solve a problem, they're going to feel more confident as well because they have a say. Hmm. Um, and they're help building, you know, a solution. And and when they realize they can build solutions with you, they're going to be more inclined to want to build solutions on their own too. I think it's hmm. fair to do that. I, I think we have to be honest with ourselves and honest with our teams that this is a tough time and we may need to call on each other here and there and set really good examples. I I can't tell you how many leaders I've talked about. They're like, oh, I need to take this afternoon off, but I feel so guilty about yeah. taking the afternoon off. Well, you have to take some time off here and there or you're just going to be burnt out and you're not going to be the leader that you need to be. So everyone needs to take care of themselves. Self-care is really, really important right now. You know, it's it's interesting, too. I, I think, um, and, and I bet a lot of listeners can empathize with this, I think there's almost becomes a boastful environment of like how much we've worked or I've, yeah. you know, I've worked this many Saturdays in a row or I've done this and, and, and we, we almost feel like we need to validate that with each other. And so to say, hey, I took the day off the other day, we almost feel like we're saying we're being weak, but, but in reality... You've got to have those mental health days. Mm -hmm. You you need the days where you're able to step away from right. your facility right. and and uh, and as you as you talk about that consistency too, you know, saying okay, so we need to make sure we open the door, ask the questions, supportive listening, be consistent with our message. I I you know when when I when I talk to employees or when I've led facilities or I've always hesitated to be repetitive because I, I I sort of picture people re rolling their eyes and going you've already told us that you've already told us that yeah. I I think to what Patrick Lencioni says about uh, about one of a leader's most important titles is CRO and I've I've mentioned this in another podcast chief reminding officer uh, 
we, we shouldn't hesitate to be repetitious. Right. We shouldn't hesitate to say, uh, hey, guys, remember, we have this. Hey, remember, take this time off. Hey, remember, uh, this is what's going on. We, we, we worry so much about repeating ourselves, and really we need to worry more about not repeating ourselves enough, right? right. Keeping people informed, because yeah. I think the more they are informed the more their anxiety is going to be eased. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to an employee the other day, and I, I didn't realize how important that manager ch- touch is, that every employee wants their manager to engage with them or their leader to engage with them yeah. consistently. I had an employee that I know her manager talks to her all the time, and she said to me, sometimes if this this manager doesn't engage with me each day, I feel that I've lost a connection, Hmm. you know, and it was important to her. And so I passed that on to the manager and she's like, oh, I didn't even realize that. So now she knows and, you know, she can check in with her. And I think that employee is going to be a lot more productive because there was something about that that just caused her anxiety. She needed daily reinsurance. Some individuals need daily, some need weekly, you know, some are okay and they don't need it as often as others. Um, The thing that I worry about is I was, as I was reading this article, it said that it's employees really want their managers to engage with them, not HR or not yeah. anyone else. You yeah. know, a lot of times leaders... Because HR is supportive. Well, they're supposed to. Yeah, they're and, just doing what you know, they're supposed Chris to do. And I are always like, well, we're here for you. We're here for uh-huh. you. And we are here for everybody. Right. But that doesn't mean that the employees want to engage with us. Yeah. They want that connection with their manager. So it's really, really important to, I, to be I remember consistent. reading that with a Gallup study and saying that, where they learned that worse than being in trouble with a leader is is avoidance. When yeah. when when you're just being ignored entirely, right? right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's why they say, uh, you know, in the, uh, you know, Vanessa can validate this one from when she was in prison. But the worst, <laughs> the worst punishment in prison is is isolation, right? And and so, is that how it was for you? Yeah. Um. And and so it, it's it's when an employee feels isolated, uh, from their team, from their leaders, mm-hmm. and when they don't, when they're in the dark. I mean, that's again just something that's going to add to their anxiety. I think my what it helps me to realize is what you said that manager learned i sometimes feel like i don't think my team cares if i pay attention to them or not right but they do right and i don't know it and and i would just think you know i don't know why they care but but i have to tell i have to remind myself they do and so i need to get engaged in those conversations i've you know one thing i learned just from talking with you know the employee i just spoke about is i have to get out there and make a connection with my team every day yeah just it might take two seconds and to your point, I didn't know they cared, but yeah. obviously right now, you know, everyone's working hard, times are tough. It's a new normal. They just they just want to know that you're out and about and you're you're, you're caring about. Yeah. Them, so. And and another thing I've been working on lately is just trying to share data with my team, trying to share, hey, this is what's going on with the organization. This is what we're learning with this and yeah. and and I found that people really appreciate mm-hmm. just hey, we just want to know what's going on. We don't want to feel like we're in the dark. Um, because again, going back to the, my first statement, it's really the uncertainty exactly. that, that has, you know, gives people so much anxiety. Okay. So, so opening the door through, you know, asking, how are you doing? Demonstrating the support of listening. This all seems pretty simple. Being consistent with the message. And that sometimes means being repetitive and, and connecting with our people. Number four says, it says keeping a constant pulse. Help, help me out with that, what what uh, this study means by that. Well, you know, I, I know we mentioned before we have SurveyMonkey. You could always do a SurveyMonkey. Um, it could be word of mouth. 
mm-hmm. um, team touchdowns, just just really using MIV our exactly, system that we have. Whatever works yeah. for your team. I mean, I know that if a leader is busy, the last thing they want to do is create a survey MIV right. or anything like that. But you know, just asking the questions and asking them consistently, and making sure they know where where their team is each and every week because it might change weekly. I mean, I can think back to where we were a couple months ago, and we're in a completely different place. Yeah. So it's really important, I think, to keep some sort of consistent pulse. Just questions like, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, what What is your level of anxiety? Exactly. One to 10? Yeah. Or How have things changed for you in the past month? You know, okay. questions like that. Um, just to keep a pulse. I, I think sometimes if we're willing to, to pay the price and do that, sometimes we're surprised. We think we know because a few yeah. people have come into our office and talked to us right. or we've been out on the floor and a few people that have had the courage to interact have said certain things. But then when you start statistically asking these questions, um, it seems like uh, it seems like that would be uh, really helpful for the leader mm-hmm. to then know how to respond and react in real time. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in a survey monkey, I don't know how difficult it is. I'm sure there's resources that could help too if, if a specific leader needed a survey monkey and they didn't have time or they didn't know how to do it. Um, reach out and ask for support from peers. I mean, and asking for support from peers is fine as well. Yeah, I've actually, when I've wanted to do them, I've, there's uh, someone in HR that yeah, I reach out to person. and say, yeah, I know, <laughs> hey, will you do a survey monkey for me? And and it's just, uh, you yeah. know, simple questions. Keep it simple so that they yeah. can answer it very quickly. And, and, and also finding a way to... Um, you know, we, we sometimes feel like, well, I'm so socially isolated, it's not easy to, to you know, maintain this contact or ask these questions. I, I know the IT department recently did like a, a virtual pizza party, mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting. They got everyone together, a little WebEx. They had pizza delivered right. to their different departments. And and I, I think that, uh, you know, finding a way that even at a distance to maintain that water cooler yeah, feeling. It's important. Right. To keep people engaged. Uh I just I think that matters a lot. Okay, so so uh, just just going through it again. The the open the door by I know I'm being repetitive, but Patrick Lencioni told me that's okay. <laughs> so opening the door by asking the question, demonstrating uh, supportive listening, really active listening, something I need to work on, being consistent with the message, and then keeping a constant pulse, knowing how people are feeling in general. So so number five then is it says we need to be good at communicating what what organizational resources are available. Help us with that. Um, I think that's really important because I do think we have programs in place that are really underutilized right now. Um, and, and I think sending the message to your teams that they're out there, whether they use them or not, is, mm-hmm. a, is a positive. They're going to say, my organization cares about me because they put this, this, and, and this in place. So, so it's not to, even about them using it. It's no, just it's about just telling them it's that it's there. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a couple of resources that really come to mind, of course, is the Employee Assistance Program, which I know that we've talked about a lot in the past. But it's a free resource. Every affiliate, empl- affiliate employee is eligible for it. And really, you can call a counselor, it's completely confidential, and talk to them about anything. They're, they'll talk you through anxiety, if, you know, the new normal is really tough on you at home, or if it's creating, you know, marital strife, or whatever, you can call the counselor, set up an appointment. It might take two or three days to find the right counselor for you, because they mm-hmm. really do t- to make an effort to, to set to you up with you an appointment. Right yeah, and that might take a couple days, but once you have that appointment, you have that counselor in place. And you can see the counselor either virtually or in person. 
um, three times for free. And then if you want to continue after the three sessions, you can continue to pay for it out of pocket for mm. only $45. So that's a positive. I mean, so that's there's a no great risk resource. to the employee at the beginning mm -mm. where they can just kind of no. learn, hey, is this yeah. helping me? Is it yeah. not helping me? Yeah. And there's other resources through the EAP. I mean, I've helped a couple employees recently that, you know, had issues with, you know, the new normal is tough on them. And they had a prior mental health issue or a prior substance abuse issue. And it was kind of re-triggering some of those old events. And the EAP got them in the door. And then mm. they had health coverage with the Enzyme Health Plan. And then we transitioned them over to their medical plan for further care um, because they did need some more extensive inpatient or outpatient services. And so there's a transition that we can facilitate over to the health plan as well. Um, and that's through Collective Health, which is our, our health advocates center or we call okay. them care advocates and so if you call their 800 number they'll set you up with a care advocate and they'll walk you through all the resources available available to you at enzyme so so an administrator should be what posting in the break room this yeah, contact information exactly. and and if an administrator doesn't have this information who would they reach out to they can reach out to their hr resource they can reach out to me and my team we have posters we can if they want a special communication made we'll even create something specific to their needs mm -hmm. um the eap will also go on site if a specific facility is really really having a crisis let's say someone mm. passed away or you know, the team's just feeling an overabundance of anxiety. The EAP will will set up a counselor to go out and spend the day at the facility. So that can be done as well. Yeah, I know there's a lot of operations. There that is. Have gone and we've had a, a we've had a lot of Yeah, we've had a lot of the um, facilities use that opportunity recently. And I think it's been really helpful. And so the benefits team can help set that up. They just have to reach out to me or HR benefits and we'll, we'll be happy to facilitate that. Do, it's it, the, the, these programs aren't used probably as much as they could be, no, right? Is that no. what you're finding? Why why do you think that might be? You know, I think people forget. I think they forget, and then they I almost don't, feel like they don't have time to do it, or or they don't they they forget that they even have it, and okay. then once they do have it, they're like, oh, I don't even remember how to use it. Um, and so, you know, the Enzyme Benefits website is available 24-7. It has all of our benefits on it. You can go to it, you know, just log, type it into the URL, Enzyme Benefits, and it'll pull up every benefit we have available. Mm. Um, or reach out to Benefits, and we'll help anyone get set up with the EAP or the health plan. We're happy to help in any way that we can. So if you, last statement I'll have you make, if you, if you had a chance, then just you picture... Every administrator in this affiliation and, and every CNA and, and housekeeper and laundry worker and knowing all that they're going through, I mean, what, what do you advise them to do? What, what's your, what do you wish that the, uh, that the employees of all these facilities understood or would do? You know, I can't imagine anyone not needing the EAP right now. <laughs> My suggestion is if I could, if I could get everyone just to try it, hmm. talk to a counselor at least once, I think everyone would benefit from that. Um, I've done it myself recently and mm. it was very helpful and you don't think you need it. You think, you know, everything and, and we don't. And sometimes we just need to talk to somebody. So I would encourage everyone just try the EAP once mm -hmm. and see if they bring some sort of support that can help you right now as we're going through the pandemic. That's good. You know, as you say that, and I'm thinking of the, the podcast we've done on vulnerability, I think sometimes people might hesitate to reach out because if they if they reach out to a therapist, that means something is it might it's be wrong, wrong with yeah. them. Right. And yeah. and uh, and I like your statement. Really, I think everybody at this point should be reaching out to these uh, to these people and use, utilizing the program that's there. Yep. Uh, I, I hope we do. Uh, 
get this information out there and and really improve. Again, it's so interesting how this study said even just letting people know that the program is there is essential for the mental health of of your of your partners and and teammates. So, Benet, thanks for coming in and talking to us about this. I'm I'm hoping we see an uptick in the Me usage too. of these things, yeah. and 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 we'll be excited to to see what happens from here. Thank you. Thank you.